Ladies and gentlemen, from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and All Seasons Tabletop Studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, Unmasking the Real Anthony Fauci in a Stunning New Book. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. I really don't think Fauci's ever going to be on his best behavior. No, no. And he will stun you because of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, oh man, Jacqueline Hydeman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. I am Ben and can't get my tongue untied. However, uh, let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing? And today? I am here. Yes, yes I'm here. Are. You're here, and uh, I hope here. I've just called for a Boy Scout win. to help untie your tongue. Excellent. Uh, Thank we you. hope we get that. Uh, we hope we get that squared away. Mm. Um, is if it was a square knot, we could, yeah. Good, I'm, good call. Yeah, I'm yes, not going to go there. But, uh, there. Welcome yeah. all of you truth seekers and rock tumblers out there. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Undiluted Truth. And yes, we are here with the long-awaited dissecting of this book that RFK Jr. has put out, the real Anthony Fauci. And I. I'm so glad we have finally got to this point to to share this with the world. Yeah. And yeah. there are some things in here that are absolutely stunning. There mm-hmm. are some things that are, uh, you know, we say this all the time, but this is targeting one individual, and it is sort of a biography, if you will, that RFK Jr. has put together over a long period of time. So... He is going to be speaking of some of the things that he struggled with as he was getting into politics, if you will. I mean, if you don't know who RFK Jr. is, uh, he's been in the political uh, uh, arena, if you will, for many, many years uh, as, as well as his family. So they have a history there. But he also here most recently has been involved in his work in exposing and and drawing attention to the children's vaccines and even all the way up to the vaccine of, uh, well, the the so-called vaccine, we'll say the jab uh, of corona. Right. Uh, So those are the things that he has been into most recently. This, to me, gives you a track record of how some things took place coming through to bring us to this man, Anthony Fauci, which I'll be perfectly honest, I'd never heard of him. You know, you you hear names over the years that were involved in things, and it wasn't until research is done, I go, oh, that was the guy. Oh, that was But he has a sort of an, uh, an eyewitness view of all of this, and this book is extremely well put together. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cover a lot of things. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, you know how we sort of go through these things. We will be uh, pausing and commenting on some areas. And uh, you also know that we've mentioned this before, if you haven't heard. I can't think of the condition. We, we typically will give it, but 
RFK Jr. has a uh, a throat condition that affects his speech, so his yeah. his speech isn't exactly clear. So the, there may <clears throat> excuse me, there may be some areas where we we pause it and jump in just to clarify what he said to to emphasize you know maybe a point that didn't sound so clear. So okay. All right. Well, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna start from the very beginning and and how he gets into this uh, uh, part of the book, directing toward the present day. And there is a it's a it's not a yellow brick road. It's a long brick road, but it's not a yellow brick road. It's a real deal. So, with that being said, we're gonna get right to it. And the first voice you're going to hear is RFK Jr. All right. Here we go. This book is a product of my own struggle to understand how the idealistic institutions our country built to safeguard both public health and democracy suddenly turned against our citizens and our values with such violence. I am a lifelong Democrat whose family has had 80 years of deep engagement with America's public health bureaucracy and long friendships with key federal regulators, including Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, and Robert Gallo. Members of my family wrote many of the statutes under which these men governed. They nurtured the growth of equitable and effective public health policies and defended that regulatory bulwark against ferocious attacks funded by industry. I built my own alliances with these individuals and their agencies during my years of environmental and public health advocacy. Quiet on the set. Amber speed. But I also watched how the industry, supposedly being regulated, used its indentured servants on Capitol Hill and its financial clout to systematically hollow out those agencies beginning in the 1980s, disabling their regulatory function and transforming them into sock puppets for the very industry Congress charged them with regulating. And just Mm. quickly, if you were curious as to which agencies those were, you can say the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, the NIAID, and such. That's exactly the ones that he's talking about. Nefarious and getting really heated up as as being nefarious in the the early 80s. So Mm. just to make that clear. Okay. All right. Here we go. I explore the carefully planned militarization and monetization of medicine that has left American health ailing and our democracy shattered. I chronicle the troubling role of the dangerously concentrated mainstream media. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Big tech robber parents, the military and intelligence communities, and their deep historical alliance with Big Pharma and the public health agencies. The disturbing story that unfolds here has never been told, and many in power have worked hard to prevent the public from learning it. The principal character is Anthony Fauci. So... Mm. He led up to that 
and of course he was mentioning the key characters Anthony Fauci but they were you know the the actual the video was showing some others you could only guess there's some serious money behind all of this with big pharma and such so right. you know Oh, you want the head, that, well, the, uh, well, the head. Well, go ahead, go Bill ahead. Gates. Yes, they, yes, yes, that's definitely one of them. Um, man, I don't know any of the other big. Well, George Soros, right? Uh, okay, George uh, Soros, Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, yeah, uh, and okay. and uh, the the and I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but the uh, head of uh, Amazon uh, dot com, uh, well, Amazon. I say mm, dot com. Okay, yeah, I can't think of his way. name either. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, anyway, yes, heavy hitters, lots of money, and RFK Jr. has seen the ties, you know, up close. So, okay. so what we are getting ready to get into now, and I may pause it one more time as we approach it, but there was an event that was called Event Two Hundred One. Do you re- recall what that one was, Ben? I do not. Okay. So <laughs> I'm what, not sure what, if I ever heard of that one actually. Yes, yes. So the, so 6 weeks before COVID is announced, there was a meeting of the minds so uh, sort of the Okay. the 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 medical criteria uh, medical institutions around the world, I say uh, the criteria, but they were meeting with this mock oh. event Okay. That was that 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 uh, they were going to go through it step by step, as if this virus right. had has hit the United States and the world from China and so forth. Now this was happening w- way before anybody had ever heard of of any of this new SARS-CoV two. Right. Was coming. that wasn't that the one that was that sponsored by the WHO? If I remember correctly, and well, that was in September of 2019, or was it just before that, somewhere around that time frame? Well, yeah, ju- it was, and, and that's when they pushed. Oh well, we need to do a a test run. Yes, just in case there's a global. Well, yeah, and if, and that's what we're talking about. And right? the Gates Foundation was behind uh, the the majority of it too. Well, naturally, yeah, naturally. So, okay, but. This this was done sort of sort of lockstep with what happened, but just okay. just follow this here as we go through. And and like I said, uh, we may pause it a couple of times, but that's what that's what you're going to hear. It's not live. It's so close to actually what happened in real news mm-hmm. that it's going to sound a little bit like it. So we will sort of as we're going through here give you enough information so that you can determine what's real and what's not real, I, I should say. So okay. uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead and get started on this, Sounds good. this aspect of it. And this is all in the book as well, but we're getting the benefit of audio here. So here we go. Today, I will be your master of ceremonies for event 201. Today's scenario is going to simulate meetings of a multi-stakeholder group called the Pandemic Emergency Board. This board has been urgently convened by the World Economic Forum. In October of 2019, you have a tabletop simulation that is sponsored by who? Funders, the Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, 
Johns Hopkins School for Security, which is funded by NIH and Gates. The major hosts include not only Gates, but also April Haynes, who's the former deputy director of the CIA. So what is the CIA? So the the, the deputy director of the CIA is there, and he mentioned the name. I, I couldn't, it right. wasn't clear enough But he for did me. say it was sponsored by the WHO, the World Economic Forum. Forum and, and the was, Gates Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It was funded by them. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they were all involved in putting. Now, right, now right, we're right, finding right. out that the that the CIA is got a representative had some there. sort of rep- Yeah, yeah. So right, and, okay. and he's and he's thinking, what in the world are they doing at this sort of mock event? Yeah, you know. Okay, so, yeah, I, I right. got you. Okay, so here we go. CIA doing hosting a, uh, a, a simulation on public health. The CIA is not a public health agency. It is an intelligence agency. It does not do public health. The line between disinformation and misinformation is not always an easy one to find. Mm. We shouldn't be trying to um, control communication, but rather flood the zone. I certainly seen the value of communicating constantly on these issues so as to continue to to deal with uh, you know sort of the vacuum that can be created in this circumstance all of the disinformation that will be put out it's going to be important to actually have a response to those questions there are also uh, intelligence sources identifying multiple foreign disinformation campaigns governments need to be willing because I want to pause it right there because this is important and that was a representative of the CIA speaking Mm. And, and she mentioned about putting things in a vacuum. Right. Sort of an echo chamber. Yeah. You know, same thing, same thing. Then she mentioned about disinformation. What's going to happen is pe- there's going to be disinformation, and how are, we gonna, how are we going to control that? The disinformation that they're talking about is people are going to speak out against what they're, what they're doing and, and what's getting ready to come. Right. You know, this simulation is going to become real, and they're talking about how they're going to control the narrative and and – all aspects of media, they're putting it all in place. And this is six weeks before anybody had ever heard of any coronavirus or any, any outbreak anywhere, period. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's important to know. And then the next voice you're going to hear is a, a member of the, I believe he's with the, the Naval Academy, but he is a military individual. That's the next uh, individual you're going to, going to hear. And just listen closely to some of these comments of these uh, these people around this table here. All right? Okay. Here we go. Willing to do things that are out of their historical perspective, or for the most part, it's it's really a, a war footing that we need to be on. Ooh. It can happen quickly. A Marshall type plan. Uh, you know, uh. I don't mean to say that exactly, but a Marshall plan that can go into effect uh, can stimulate a change very quickly. The distrust relates to the health system mm-hmm. more generally. A step up from the part of the governments on enforcement actions against fake news. I think a couple of things we have to consider are even before this began, the anti-vaccine movement was very strong. And this is something specifically through social media that has spread. So as we move forward, obviously trust in pharmaceuticals and government is very important at this moment. The simulation mm. is a simulation of a coronavirus that has escaped and ends up killing 60 million people around the planet. The Chinese government knew of the escape of the virus by September 12, 2019. Curiously, who is there is George Gayo who is the head of the Chinese CDC. 
At that time, George Gale almost certainly knew the coronavirus was circulating. Infected. Okay. So well, there you have it, we're, we're, George Gale. Yeah, he, he was he was a, the the head of the CDC in China, and right. he, he he was there. Yeah, and and they knew sort of what was going on, and of course, you know, the people that aren't there knew as well. Anthony right. Fauci, Ralph Barrick, you know, the, yeah. the Gates, and and the, the, all of these people knew but, what what that this was taking place. Yeah, but he said in September that that guy knew. Yes. But the the practice took place in October. October. Yeah. And it was still before anybody else had heard no one else had heard yeah. anything. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's, so the timeline here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's very very carefully orchestrated here. So All right. Let's, All right. let's move on. People got a respiratory illness with symptoms ranging from mild flu-like signs to severe pneumonia. The sickest required intensive care. Many died. It's spreading rapidly throughout local communities. Okay, just to remind the listeners, right. what you're hearing is a simulation. This was okay. all taken place. This is not actual news footage. They had their own news footage within this simulation of what the talking points would be right. what to say, how it spread, the whole nine so yards. That, so that then you can say, okay, so how are we going to handle yes. what, what what you just heard, right. basically? And, of yeah. course, what you heard up front was— Or you know, not how are we going to, but this is how we're going to. Yes. Yeah, I got this you. Is, yeah. Right, this is I the plan. Yeah, this right, is the right. plan. And they're, they're already prepared to say six million people across the, the globe will— Six million? Oh, I, I thought I heard yeah. sixty million, but yeah, oh, okay, six. Maybe that's still maybe, a big. Yeah, six. I thought million. it was sixty. Six. I don't know that it was sixty, but it. it but yeah, okay. Yeah, so okay. they've already got a, an estimated number of whatever, and of course, don't think they just just rolled the dice and said, "Yeah, let's pick that number." Mm-hmm. They are counting on this to kill people and everything that is involved. But just remember this is a simulation. Everything you're hearing is a, is a simulation, and we will make sure that when this wraps up, you'll know, okay. That, that, Except when you hear J, JF. Well, that's that's Jr. true. Yeah, when he comments, it's, it's, that's he's he's given the— JFK Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, no RFK. RFK Jr. RFK, yeah, I knew yeah. that didn't sound right. RFK yeah, Jr. RFK Jr. Robert yeah, Bo- Kennedy Jr. Yeah, this would be Bobby, yeah, Bobby gotcha. Jr. Yeah, so. Yeah, my bad. Okay, here we go. International travel has turned local epidemics into a pandemic spanning the globe. There are now more than 30,000 reported cases. Experts warn this may be just the beginning of a global problem. More than half of the recognized cases have required hospital care, creating a huge strain on healthcare systems. The fatality rate is about 10%. Because it appears the virus is readily transmitted through the air from person to person, essentially all people are susceptible. Experts agree unless it is quickly controlled, it could lead to a severe pandemic, an outbreak that circles the globe and affects people everywhere. Two to four times more lethal than the 1918 influenza pandemic, the Mm. worst pandemic on record. Even so, some people only exhibit mild flu-like symptoms, not requiring treatment in a hospital. Alarmingly, those people are able to walk around and spread the virus, not realizing they are 
are doing so. Oh, no. Even worse, international travelers have been arriving at their destinations symptom-free, but within a matter of hours, becoming ill. Mm. Travel-related cases have blossomed into outbreaks in a number of locations and have quickly grown faster than health authorities could respond and contain them. I'm joined by immunologist Dr. Yvonne Bello and Dr. Rhea Blakey. And- okay, now they're bringing in the experts in this simulation. Let's hear what the experts have to say here. Mm. Epidemiologists, both highly respected in their fields. Researchers are working on a vaccine. Even if we discover a good vaccine candidate, we're starting from scratch. And it takes time to test safety and efficacy. Typically years. We simply cannot rely on these old timelines and processes. With enough money and political will, anything is possible. Our U.S. affiliate has just released polling results on public expectations for a vaccine. A majority of Americans expect a vaccine to be available within two months, and 65% of those polled are eager to take the vaccine, even if it's experimental. Did you hear that last part? They just, they've got a poll out. 65% said, yes, even if it's under emergency use and not tested, we want it. We want it. This was yeah. a simulation, by the way. Yeah, but They're the- already talking about a vaccine and getting it out under emergency use I mean, this simulation, it's too eerie. But the, the part that bothers me the most is when, is what they said. Um, I mean, they basically said, don't worry about the timelines. You know, we, we believe this vaccine is good regardless, you know. Uh, but don't worry about the timelines because with the amount of money we have, we can buy anyone. Well, pretty, pretty much. That's, I mean... That's essentially what they just said. Yeah. I mean, they added political clout, but give me a break. Yeah. They basically said, we have enough money. Don't worry about that. We'll buy whoever we need to. Well, and that's exactly what's being done, you know, sort of under the radar. Yeah. Stealth-like. But it's it's so interesting to watch this now. And and ladies and gentlemen, this is... This isn't new, unfortunately. We're just now getting it out to you. But I know I have talked to many people and, and have asked them, have you seen any footage or heard of the event 201? And the answer is, well, no. Yeah, well. And and think about it. Is this just too cool? I mean, think about this. This is a a group of people that are supposed to be researching and, you know, in case we get attacked, in case this happens, in case this particular virus hits us, how would we really react? Right, yeah. And, and, and you've, matter of fact, those were actors. They weren't even real people. I, I don't know why they didn't have actual real doctors, world-renowned doctors, and we know who a few of those are today. They weren't anywhere to be found. Yeah. But it is too eerie to see this and how it really played out. So right now, uh, let, well, let's... Yeah. Yeah, let's well, about your comment about people haven't heard of 201 well i i mean i hadn't heard of that either and i i had heard of this this on our podcasting but even i don't remember maybe it, it they had mentioned it somewhere but even i don't remember it being quote called 201 i just remember that there was a a meeting you know that we had heard about in the podcasting but i forgot that it was called 201 so but yeah yeah so. it was it was interesting uh, the event number is is like twenty 
01, like 2021. Okay, got it. And if right, you remember, right. Dr. Richard Fleming did his thing down in Texas, and he was playing off of this event. He called his event 2022, I believe. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, he was. Yeah, he played off off of that event, but uh, the, there was there was there wasn't a lot of folks that have heard this. Yeah. But this was an actual event done prior, and it's just too too it, ironic. It, to, it's funny to see it playing out. Real real quick, it's funny that you mentioned that they were actors. <laughs> Because one of the ladies that was speaking almost sounded like the lady that plays Murphy Brown on the Murphy Brown uh, TV sitcom. <laughs> yeah, almost I, sound like Murphy Brown. Yeah. I'm like, I've not recognized anybody, <laughs> but uh, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're 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 doing it up here. I mean, really, it. Uh, oh boy, but, uh, this All is right. the links. Uh, L e n g t h links, not links. Yeah. N o l i. Way too coincidental yeah. to be. Yeah, coincidental. Yeah, exactly. So. Here we go. In related news, a significant demand for personal protective equipment like N95 masks and gloves are on the rise due to the pandemic. However, globally, hospitals are running low. Additionally, other critical medical supplies such as saline and antibiotics are dwindling. Countries and companies are reportedly stockpiling supplies, disrupting healthcare supply chains, causing dangerous shortages in many parts of the world. Well, any does that ring a bell? I mean, did mm. were we short on masks and gloves and you know how did they know that people were going to be hoarding them? How did we know uh, well, that well, there was sure. going to be a shortage and 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 all of this? I mean, they knew that prior, but but in this simulation, they're telling you that there is a shortage, that there is this. Yeah. The question yeah. is, why was there? It's because you're requiring people to quote mask up when there wasn't a need. So what is everybody thinking? Oh, I need a mask. Absolutely. So what are you going to do? You're yep. going to go buy masks. We're going to get to that right. And there. we're going to get more money because we're going to sell more masks. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to get to All that. Right. Now we're gonna, there's a gentleman here that's just going to going to comment on what you just heard. All right then. Here. What you just witnessed were highlights from Event 201. This pandemic simulation exercise of the coronavirus took place about six weeks before the first illness from the coronavirus was actually reported in Wuhan, China. Now, this simulation also includes news reports, which were fabricated just for this exercise. virus which has infected hundreds in China has now reached the United States. Some of the city's biggest employers ordering workers to stay home. We have already started at the NIH and with many of our collaborators on the developing of a vaccine. So I don't need to let you know you heard that last voice mm -hmm. <laughs> if, if you've heard it at all. Now this is actual event footage. Yep. Okay. Okay. So this yeah. Fauci wasn't acting. That was his voice. Mm -hmm. So these these voices are in the beginning of what's going on. And I'll be the first to tell you. I mean, I I didn't know when it first came out. What is this? How serious is it? What do we do? How do we react? So right. this is almost you know immediately following. The infection look looks like it's coming here, or it has just recently hit the United States. So 
that you heard Fauci and and we'll continue. You, you'll recognize some other uh, doctors and so forth. Uh, this next voice you're going to hear is uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. I wasn't necessarily surprised when um, we started to see him in the national limelight. At the beginning of the pandemic, we really didn't know what it was going to be like and how to manage it and how infectious the, the virus was. And therefore, a lockdown made sense just to buy a little time to figure out what we should do, what policies we should make, what things needed to be mobilized in order to reduce risk of the infection and actually keep the epidemic as, as limited as possible. In comes Tony Fauci, the savior of the West, uh, promoting these actions, lockdowns, masking, etc. I think many of my fellow Democrats see him as this kind of, particularly during the early COVID pandemic, as this kind of avuncular, um, soothing figure who was a reassuring counterbalance to Donald Trump's anti-science, narcissistic, you know, bombast. See if there's any way that you can apply light and heat to cure. But I'm like a person that has a good, you know what. There was tremendous fear in our country that was orchestrated and generated by the press and by the medical cartel. When people get fearful, their capacity for critical thinking gets disabled. And the, you know, it's just a human inclination to look for reassurance and leadership from leadership authorities. He's one that we looked up to in a time where we needed answers. At a time he has a cool, calm, you know, calmness to him, but very factual. So Fauci basically had him snookered, if you will. Yes. You know, and, you know, isn't that just like Satan? Yeah. He is very cunning, baffling, powerful. He's not, you know, we've talked about this before. He's not Smooth cunning. He's talking. not running down the road uh, in, a, in his red suit and pitchfork. He's he's dressed up even nicer than most, and he's very smooth talking, you know, silver tongue devil, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sort of the perception that people had of Anthony Fauci during all of this. He was very articulate. He's very knowledgeable. He spoke very calm. And of course, if you recall, you go back in time and and you remember some of the things that he you know he was saying at first. And I, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm like, okay, that that. That sounds good. That guy sounds like he knows what's going on. And boy, did my opinion change over the, the months. So uh, yeah. So that that's that's where they are. We're, we're gonna we're gonna take a few more uh, uh, minutes of this, and then we'll we'll wrap up this segment. Here we go on the kind of the confidence that people had in Anthony Fauci here. <laughs> It's called the Fauci effect. I mean, it's nice, but in an era of the normalization of untruths and lies, it's what I symbolize. Consistency for integrity, for truth. My impression from him, because I had already been dealing with him for 17 years, and I had a, a skepticism about him because I knew that he was the architect of agency capture within the public health agencies. With the vaccine, as I use it, I say, you know, help is on the way. It certainly is. 
But the fact that help is on the way should spur us even more to double down on some of the public health measures, the physical distancing, the universal wearing of masking, the staying away from crowds throughout the country. But we all thought we were gonna die, that this thing was gonna sweep through and devastate all of us, which became weaponized for lockdowns. It became weaponized as a rationale for massive infusion of fiat currency into the economy for causing people to no longer be able to go to work, et cetera, et cetera. It became apparent after a while that the lockdowns are counterproductive. And in many ways, COVID restrictions were worse than COVID itself. And so we kept getting news updates. Well, the swimming pool is now closed down. The gym is now closed down. They use the, the, the sphere to cr create the justifications for implementation of all these abrogations of personal liberties and civil rights, so, such as the shutting down businesses and causing them to get bankrupt. Tech companies have benefited massively from pandemic policies that make no medical sense, such as lockdowns, such as not letting us shop in person, not letting us be educated in person, locking kids indoors. Amazon is up 20% net revenue in the last two years. Google is up 20 to 25% net revenue. Microsoft is up 20, 25% net revenue. Nintendo is up. All of them crafted or influenced lockdown policies that killed off human assembly, human commerce, human worship, human culture, and, and drove it all online. That it may interest you to know. Okay, we're gonna pause right there. So. Just listening to that, all of those companies were up 20%. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't think they were surprised by that increase of 20%. No. They no. expected that increase because this was all planned. You know, you, you hear these guys talking about, you know, well, Fauci first said, you know, and this, is his, this was his analogy, and he, he had come out and said this, even in the middle of the pandemic, and I think even midway or three-quarters of the way down the road, his philosophy was if the social distancing is working, if the masks are working, if these lockdowns are working, then we need to double down. He, he, he used that word, we need to double down on it. So if all of these things are working, we need to hit the gas pedal and keep doing it, keep doing it because it's working. Right. Well, the, yeah. the, the, the ugly part of that is only he was identifying whether it was working or not. Right. You know, all of the rest of it was just following a script. We scripted it out that way yeah. in event two, uh, 201, 201, and now we're rolling down through the script, and yeah, it's, it's, it's working, but it's not working. It's working, but it's not working. And they carefully followed that script, if you will. Right. And yeah. the, the, the bad movie that was perpetrated on the American people and the people around the world was rolling down the road at a high at a high speed and it was just about out of control and they touched on it it was they they were counting on the fear that they had thrown on everyone yeah and even even Dr. Malone Robert Malone he said we we thought everybody was going to die based on what we were hearing this is this is insane what's happening and that right. was the initial and that was the hook well yeah that that was the hook 
to fear get, was, to get you yeah. because the same the same uh, uh, policies were used and the procedures were used in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. It was fear right. of this group of people, right. and before you know it. They had everyone believing it, and they didn't change the script at all. Here, they they use that very same script, right? And unfortunately, they're still rolling with it. Yeah. Uh, but well, keep in mind that when you hear Anthony Fauci speaking, it wasn't like he reacted and took advantage of something that just came that fell in his lap. He knew all of this was going to happen. Well, he, yeah, he might not have been there personally at two hundred one, but he knew what was going on, and that's well, that's that's well, the nefarious. Yeah, well, they called two hundred one a, a what a what a um a what it what was it called? Not a trial, well, but a but well, a, a simulation. A simulation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it really wasn't a simulation. It was a planning committee. Well, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not even the simulation. That was planning committee. We've already. We've already told you what the simulation is. In other words, we know what's coming. Yes. So this is your plan mm-hmm. to deal with. Oh, by the way, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have your, like you said, well, you have your script. Yeah. So this go was, ahead and follow that. Yeah. This was the dress rehearsal. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. You got to rehearse before yeah. you, you have the actual thing Absolutely. so you can be good at it when it comes. That's right. exactly right. And then the other thing, well, this is a little side note that just struck me as I don't know. I'm not medical, but it sounds kind of stupid in my opinion. Whoever it was that said, "Well, we decided to do the lockdowns because we had no clue to give us time because we had no clue how what it was or how it was spreading." Okay, key thing here: if you had no clue what it was or how it was spreading, then any action could be detrimental. So why even bother doing a lockdown unless you think that it will help? See, the way he came at that was, we have no clue what to do. So let's lock down to give us time. Sure. That makes sense, doesn't it? But yet, like I, yeah. like I just said, right. if you have no clue what it is, how it's spreading, or why it's spreading, mm-hmm. then why even lock down? Because you have no clue if that's even going to do anything. So because, why bother? Because I'm scared. Because it gives us control. Yeah, well. See? And it makes people scared. Well, why are we locking down? Yeah. Well, see, he's playing both sides. Yeah. See, he's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not scared. Right, but he's yeah. got to pretend like he is scared because well, that's part yeah. of the script. Absolutely. So absolutely. if but, I act like I'm scared, then you've got to be scared because I'm the doctor, and as a matter of fact, I'm on the uh, I'm on the super right. duper task force, yeah. the smartest guy <laughs> super on the force, and I'm scared. So you got to you, you really need to be scared. So we 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 have to lock down. And oh, by the way, we've never done this before because in, in the past it was only the people that had a virus. Or a disease that we we quarantine them and lock them down, right. but we're yeah. too scared for that. We need to lock everybody down because you know we don't we don't even know how to control this. This thing is so bad, we can't determine who's got it, who doesn't, right, and where it could go, or it it could be anywhere, right. Yeah, are exactly. you scared yet? I'm scared. Oh, absolutely. And that was the idea. And yeah, let's well, not you're, forget. You're right. You're right. You know, all the way through this thing, we have to remember it was planned. Oh yeah. The dress rehearsal, and it was going off like gangbusters. And all they had to do was kind of, you know, manage the the narrative a little bit, let it swing here, let it swing there, answer objections to certain people, 
and and you know, hey, you know, and, well, you know, they finally got down to, and and we'll get into it a little bit later, but we know a little bit of the story. But we they finally got down to, well, science changes, oh, and so yeah. science did right. change. So, but th- th- this is, you know, this is enough to really disturb a a critical thinker by knowing this whole thing, mm-hmm. this whole thing, period was planned and had a purpose, and we're going to get to see what that purpose is as we we continue through this over the next couple of episodes. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's wrap this one up here, Ben, and go uh, to the Lord in prayer. All right. Father in heaven, oh, Lord, help us. We are surrounded by uh, so much work of evil that there are some days we just don't know where to go or how to go about uh, our even our own daily duties without being pulled and tugged into different directions. But Father, we we ask for your presence to be presence to be felt in a way of giving us assurance. We know that fear has a, a, absolutely been perpetrated on people around the world. Help us to deliver the absolute truth in the fact that there is nothing out there to be afraid of. There's treatments. There's no runaway virus out there as much as people would like to make you believe that. Father, help those that really want to know the truth. Help them to find it. Give them a strong desire to seek the truth and to turn over rocks as many as needed to find that truth. We thank you for this platform that you've given us. We thank you for those that are standing up, risking really everything uh, to to get truth out and to provide hope to people around the world. So, Lord, we we thank you and and ask that you help to drive our thinking more into heavenly things than earthly things. And Father, we thank you again for all of our listeners and those out there. May a special blessing be upon them. And as we part ways today, as as always, we ask that every intent of our thought be pure. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.